Welcome. You are listening to the one and only Drifter vs. Driven podcast, hosted by yours truly, the real Aaron Medina. This podcast will help you go from drifting to driven in life. The guests on the show are all living the driven life and are here to inspire and bring value to you. So let's not wait any longer and get started with the show. Welcome back. This is the Drifter vs. Driven podcast. As you heard, hosted by yours truly, the real Aaron Medina. Today's guest is one of the most genuine guys I know who truly cares for others. He has been able to find success in door-to-door sales to where he now manages teams all across the country. He has also written his own book, and he is here today to talk about uh, passion and mindset. Uh, here he is, Reed Goodman. Hey, thanks for having me. That was a nice intro. <laughs> That's good. I'm trying to make him you know, a little better and stuff yeah. like that, so <laughs> I'm glad it was good. Um, Reed, truly though, man, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, you're someone, as a, since kind of getting, like learning at first ever type of business type thing ever, you know, as door-to-door sales, you're mm-hmm. someone that I've always looked up to. Uh, I appreciate seeing all that you've done, you know, on social media and stuff like that. And uh, truly, I'm excited to hear what you have to say today and to also keep following your story, man. Uh, if you can, though, uh, you know, let's talk about yourself a little bit and, you know, brag on yourself. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's see. You know, thanks for having me here. And I feel the same way about you. It's fun that you're doing the podcast. I feel like a lot of people will talk about doing something like this, but actually doing it is pretty cool. So, yeah, it was scary, but I'm glad. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad no, it, that definitely is. Made that move. But yeah, I'm from Thatcher, Arizona. I grew up here. Um, I graduated from high school, went on a mission to Argentina, um, got back. Went to EAC for two years when I got back, and then I graduated and went to BYU-Idaho and studied business entrepreneurship up there. Graduated in April, and yeah, done some things during college um, that were pretty fun and exciting, and yeah, now I'm living the graduated life. (laughs) (laughs) There we go, there we go. Uh, Redelio... Reed did leave a couple stuff out of there just so that we could talk about it on this podcast and stuff like that. Um, okay, so with this podcast being about like mindset and passion, mm-hmm. um, I truly believe you know door door sales is where you find you know both of those because mm-hmm. they're they're just super hard. So for for these that know or that don't know, uh, Reed and I uh, both sold Dish Network for this company called Dish One. Um, for me, I did not do very good uh, selling it. Uh, Reed did. Reed did pretty good for himself um, for his first summer out. But uh, I do want to get into Dish One. Okay, that that was something that at the beginning I was definitely very passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it was hard because I didn't truly understand the product, mm-hmm. so it was hard for me to go and sell the product, uh, and also just. That was, I mean, you serving a mission, uh, door-to-door salesmen mm-hmm. that have gone on missions, Yeah, it, it helps them a ton because they're used to getting told no and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, for me, it was really hard to have a strong mindset on the doors uh, after getting told my 50th no, or you know, I got the cops called on me a lot. Uh, <laughs> we were in Minnesota, and who knows if it's a racism thing or not, but uh, at the time, I only had a mustache. 
And I was always told by our leads that I needed to shave the mustache. <laughs> did you ever get rid of the mustache? I did. And you then did. that day I got the cops calling me. So oh, no. I don't know what that is. But you should have left the beard. Uh, I didn't have one beard. then. Oh. Yeah, the beard came in after. Okay. But, um, yeah, Reed, if you can talk about, you know, just one, it's kind of like how your mindset changed from, like, you know, your first sale to, I don't know how many you got that year. But yeah. Just from there, man. Well, kind of a funny story, I guess, how I got in a little bit into door-to-door sales so when i was on my mission my mission president was really pushing education okay and so he you know told me that education was you know the most important thing and while i was out there my brother mitchell he was selling vivant Hmm. so he was selling door-to-door and he was telling me that sales was going so good for him that he didn't want to go to school anymore and so i'm like (laughs) shoot man what is this door-to-door thing so when I got home from my mission, I kind of tried to talk him out of doing door-to-door sales. Mm. And one day he's like, hey, man, this guy's coming down from Utah. You should just come to California Pizza Kitchen, get some f- free pizza, and at least just understand why I thought selling was a good idea. And I was like, okay, yeah, well, I'm for sure not going to sell, <laughs> but I'll go and listen and hear it out. <laughs> so I go, and by the end of the meeting, I'm signed on to sell. Oh, <laughs> and really? I ended up selling. That was, yeah. So I ended up selling that year, and Mitchell didn't. Mm. So he, him and his wife um, were expecting, and so he ended up not coming out for that summer. Okay, this is for Vivint? So that was, that was for Dish. Oh, okay, so he Dish, was kind Dish. of okay. thinking about switching over to Dish. And so that was my kind of my first taste. Um, we had a meeting, though, here in Thatcher. Um, mm-hmm. Some guys from Utah came down, and they talked about if you got 10 sales before the summer, you would get a free iPad. I don't yeah. know if you remember that. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go out and get a free iPad and see. <laughs> so I just go out a couple days. And pretty soon I was realizing that, you know, it would take me one or two hours to get a sale. And I was making, you know, $175 to $250 on a sale. Mm-hmm. Tier fours. You know. Yeah, <laughs> it was tier four leads, right? <laughs> and I was, uh, I was doing some other little things. So I was doing some, like, landscaping on the side. And I okay. started running some numbers. And I was like, holy cow, I could do landscaping for a week. Or I could go and work for an hour and a half and, and make one sale and make in one hour what I would make in a week of landscaping. Wow. So that that was what got me really excited at the beginning is I'm like, you know, you hear of all these, I've always been the work smarter, not harder yeah. type. Um, my parents always joke with me about that. <laughs> but so that was kind of the first little bit I got into sales and I got those 10 sales and they gave me my free iPad and I'm like, this is sweet and I'm making money, not working very much, and getting free stuff. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I went out that first year, and crazy enough, actually, the very first door I knocked in Minnesota, I got it, I got, I sold. Really? <laughs> yeah. First door? The very first door. That's crazy. And uh, it was just, yeah, a really nice old couple. And, yeah, I was just, I, honestly, I was just having fun. And that first day I sold three, and I remember you know, I pull out my calculator at the end of the day and typing in how much I made that day. And I think at that point, my life wasn't the same. <laughs> <laughs> From there on, it yeah. just changed. You're like, wow, like the possibility. Yeah, it's, it's, sales is a fun thing, so. That's awesome, dude. Um, with Dish, so did you, you said you sold a year before you went out, or like Minnesota is no, the year? Yeah, Minnesota is the first okay. year, so I just I did it just a little bit of like, I would just knock around town. Yeah, to just try like to get shadowing those uh-huh. and the, the, pre, the pre-season. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Minnesota, 
I think you truly might be the only person from that group that came from the Gila Valley mm -hmm. that still is doing sales. Uh -huh. I think at least like door to door type stuff. Yeah. Um, that's freaking insane. Yeah. <laughs> like there was a lot of us uh -huh. that went out, <laughs> but I'm glad that you were able to actually find a lot of success from that. Um, do you know how many you sold at the end of that first summer? Yeah, I sold around 90 accounts that summer. Really? That's awesome, mm -hmm. dude. Um, yeah, that's insane. Mm -hmm. I, I remember my number was like 100, and I had like four. So I was like... <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you either get a lot or a little. Yeah, there's like, no in between. Like, yeah, it's like... That group was a little rough, I uh -huh. think. Uh, yeah. Not to bag on our leaders or anything like that. They're good, but yeah. for me, they just didn't... Uh, I think helped me enough uh -huh. uh, like what I really needed but it's all good I, I'm still I'm really glad of my experience yeah. and kind of what I learned um, from Dish though you've had a lot of success uh -huh. I think with Door to Doors um, what, do you want to hit on that? yeah of, after, I, after Dish what has Dish done for you? yeah and I think it's it's good to kind of realize <coughs> we all went out that first summer with like crazy expectations yeah. and crazy goals right like everyone because our manager he had bought that brand new mercedes yeah <laughs> right when he got home so i think everyone was like mercedes and this <laughs> and that after yeah. the first summer um and it's interesting because you know i did do well like i sold it in okay now um but at the end of the summer i only came home with eleven thousand. so like i really didn't make you hear of these people in yeah. order sales, like, hundred thousand, yeah, type stuff. crazy amounts. But for me, it wasn't necessarily that way. But what it did, and you kind of hit on it, but it, I, I noticed that in door to door sales, for whatever reason, there was a lot of people that would, they would get success, but then all of a sudden they would like lose all their values and morals, <laughs> yeah, along the way. And so I think it, after that first year, I thought, you know, I want to see if I can do this big, but do it with keeping my values and my morals and so what i did my second year is they made me into a manager so me and arthur um i got oh yeah worked i with. you went out second year yeah so i went out a second year with dish and i managed a team we had 12 guys out there with us we were in small town south dakota mm -hmm. and did yeah it was it was really good i sold double so i sold 143 i had 143 installs really that's awesome which was fun um but I think more than that, it was just kind of fun to get a little bit of a glimpse of being able to inspire people like that I had brought out. Yeah. And I had a lot of my friends out there that were able to make some good money. And so it was fun to be out there and, and kind of inspire them. And so from there, that's when I transferred up to BYU-Idaho. And just like you said, I, th I still think actually it's funny because I've done a lot of recruiting in the Gila Valley since that first year. Yeah. People still have sour taste in their mouth about sales <laughs> from our first year. <laughs> and it's been so long. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I go out to BYU, Idaho, and I realize that no one sells dish. I'm like, yeah. what? I thought everyone sold dish. No one sells. <laughs> Turns out we were the only ones. Yeah. That it's all solar and pest control. <laughs> yeah. So I realized that there were so many people that sold pest control. And that was the first year. Because um, I was trying to decide if I wanted to keep going or not. And that was the first year that people came to me and they told me that I could make $100,000 in a summer. And me being a full-time student, you know, full-time student, full-time dating, full-time hanging out with friends, plus even an opportunity to go out and make $100,000, yeah. to me, I'm like, yeah, I, 
I want to try this. So I switched to a company called GreenX, and I went to Philadelphia, and I took a, a couple of guys with me, and I was able to double again my number of sales. It's a little bit easier to sell pest control than it is to sell <laughs> yeah. dish. Um, but yeah, I was able to double my amount of sales from my dish year to my first year at, at GreenX. Really? Uh-huh. That's freaking awesome, dude. That was fun. Um, before we switch a little too on, uh, or away from like door to door sales, mm-hmm. um, if you could just walk me through, you know, if you had any like inspiring moments or yeah. like stories, cool stories, but like what has helped you like your mindset, like with door to door sales? Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. Um, there was an experience my second summer out in South Dakota. It's funny that you mentioned that you got the cops called on you. <laughs> that doesn't happen very often in order to sales. I feel like that happens, you know, to some people more than others, yeah. unfortunately, sometimes. Yeah, I think I had a total of like six or seven yeah. times. And that wasn't being sketchy at all. Like, yeah. <laughs> that was super nice. It, it was, was just, the mustache. It no, was, yeah. Just it was Hispanic boy up in <laughs> Minnesota. I guess they didn't see a lot of those. So. Yeah. No, I had it kind of reminded me I had an experience my second summer um I was out knocking with this guy he just graduated high school so he was kind of young but we yeah we got the cops and I, I want to you know give some context because <laughs> <laughs> everyone's like dude I don't want to do our sales yeah. ourselves everyone's getting the cops called on so about in all the cities I've I've sold for six years and of all the cities that I've knocked in there's been you know five maybe out of the hundreds of cities that I've knocked in that have been like really strict on having a permit to sell. And this one day, my second summer, I was knocking in the city and it turned out to be one of the five (laughs) cities that did care about having permits. And kind of a long story short, but um, I had this kid that was, had just graduated high school. He was shadowing me. So he was kind of following me, watching me do it just so he could learn. And someone called the cops on us because, you know, I guess we were, looking kind of sketchy and the cops come up and the kid that I was with started talking to the cop and they actually started kind of like arguing back and forth really and I was like "Uh oh and the cop was getting heated the guy I was with was getting heated I was kind of staying out of it but um yeah kind of long story short he actually put us in jail really <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah we I, so we were in there I you know it's halfway him trying to like kind of like just do like the scare tactic yeah. right but yeah, full on like jumpsuit. Really, you got booked and everything. Booked. I'm in a jail cell. Wow. I was in a jail cell for about an hour, and <laughs> it was it was a crazy. I mean, you know me, Aaron. I don't know who's listening to this, but like I could have never in a million years. Yeah, who knows? Ever, Ray Goodman has done time. <laughs> like what? <laughs> I could have never imagined myself in a situation like that, and it was interesting because the day after it was actually really funny. I, Right after I got out of out of the jail, I called my mom and she's like, "Hey, how's your day going?" And I'm like, "Good. I just got a, I, I just got out of a cell." She's like, "Oh my gosh, congratulations! How many cells do you have today?" And I'm like, "No, I got out of a cell." She's like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "I got out of a, out of a cell." She's like, "What? No, I don't believe you." Anyway, it was it was kind of a funny story, but um, but that next day, you can imagine already the emotions that you have going into door-to-door sales yeah but then that next day emotion after having something like that happen to you it was really tempting to be like you know what i'm done with this this is dumb like i'm going back home i'm gonna do a job yeah a different style of job 
And I called my dad that day. That, was, that day was a Saturday. And I called my dad and I told him everything that happened. And I'm like, yeah, I just do not want to knock today. I don't want to get like in trouble and I don't want to do this and I don't want to do that. And my dad told me, he said that there's going to be times in life that people will, you know, quote unquote, put you in jail. And that's not like necessarily physically. I hope yeah. no one has to physically go <laughs> and I hope I never have to go. Back. <laughs> um, but kind of like a mental jail where they try to like trap you and like basically tell you that what you're doing isn't possible or you can't do this or you can't do that. And he said, how you react today will determine how you're going to react when other things similar happen to you. And it was a really powerful experience for me because I thought, you know what? If I can get out and make it happen today, no matter what life throws at me, I'm going to be able to get out and make it happen. And so that day I ended up getting out. I sold two accounts and it was, I mean, that's pretty normal. It's yeah. two accounts. Isn't anything crazy. But I just remember driving home that day and just thinking to myself, like, holy cow, Reed, I am so grateful that you just proved to me and proved to, like, your future self that no matter what happens, like, you're going to keep going. And there's a quote. It's actually from the owner of Dishwan. He was also my teacher at BYUI. Did you oh, know really? That? No. Yeah. So he, he teaches a class at BYUI. That's sick. And it was really funny. Mike Hammond. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, he said that the only difference between me and you pointing at the class is that I never stop taking action and you will. And for some reason that really hit me where, and I've told all my, I've recruited a bunch of different guys and managed a bunch of different people, but I'll always tell them that I'll say, the only difference between me and you is that I'll never stop knocking and you probably will. And not just the knocking, but just in life, like I always want to live a life where the only difference between me and somebody else, it's not my natural ability. It's not anything else other than the fact that I will keep going when others will stop. And so that's something that door to door sales has really, really, really driven home to me because if you get out and you give a good pitch, like depending on what product you're selling, the product really sells itself, yeah. but you just have to get in front of a lot of people in door-to-door sales. And so it was a numbers game for me where I'm like, I'm, I know I'm going to keep going. And so even if the next guy is more talented than me, and I've, there's been summers that I've sold a lot more than people that are a lot more talented than me, simply for the fact that if something happens, I will keep going and a lot of people won't. And so that's one of the big lessons. Um, Another lesson that I really like to, to talk to people, because I feel like, especially something like door-to-door sales, where you have it, where it's kind of hard, is you feel like you don't have very much control. Like, you can't control what that person on the other side yeah. of the door, you can't control if they're going to cuss at you, <laughs> stick their dog on you, <laughs> you know, you just can't control that. But there are certain things that you can control. And so I boiled it down to three different things that I would talk about to, to me and to my team. And so those three things were work as hard as you can every single day, stay self-motivated and have fun. And I'll kind of touch on those three things. So I think anything in life that you do, if you can do those three things, you're pretty much going to be in the clear. So work as hard as you can. The nice thing about something like door to door sales is you get dropped off and it's just you. So I played tennis in high school and I played tennis and basketball. There were really some things I really liked about basketball, and there were some things I really liked about tennis. 
one thing that I really liked about tennis is it was me versus the other person. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, I couldn't blame it on a ref. I couldn't blame it on a teammate. I couldn't blame it on anyone. Like it was just me and yeah. that other person. That's how door sales was for me. So I was dropped off an area and it was me, you know, and all these doors and yeah. all these potential customers that I had to, to go out and find. To better their life. To better life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so kind of what I would do is work as hard as you can. So no one can tell me how hard I can work. Like, I can't tell you, Aaron, what's your hardest. Like, your hardest might be different than someone else. My hardest might be different than somebody else. But you work as hard as you can. So work as hard as you can. The second thing is self-motivation. And so it's interesting because one part of door-to-door sales is that it's kind of like a mission in the sense of you have, like, your district meeting. You know, like the morning correlation every day where you set goals and all those things. I don't know if you remember, but... Do you remember the energy that's like always in correlation? Everyone's so hyped and ready to go. But what happens is everyone gets in the car. <laughs> and you drive a cherry and that it's, big pit in your stomach happens. Yeah, it's, yeah, it was always like leaving the morning meeting, you know, chanting, you know, everyone <laughs> yeah. had the numbers, like, uh-huh. you know, it felt good. And then on the drive there, it's like if someone wasn't playing the right music or whatever, it's uh-huh. just like your mood is just totally killed. Totally. And so what I realized is that if you could stay self-motivated, meaning that things internally would motivate you and not, you don't need like the hoorah, like it's nice and it's, mm. it's a bonus, but like at four o'clock, <laughs> you're not going to have any of that, right? Like you're out on your own, it's hot, it's Minnesota or it's South Dakota or <laughs> Philadelphia or, you know, Maryland, whatever, it's humid. And so if you can stay self-motivated in those times, those are the times that I think really separate you. And the third thing is having fun. Still to this day, if you're not having fun, I don't care how much money you're making. I don't care how many sales you're getting. I don't, like, if you're not having fun doing it, it's not worth it for me. And so those are the three things that I would do. Now, most days, if I wasn't being successful, I, would, I could look and I could see, okay, what what one of those three things am I not doing today? Am I not working as hard as I can? Okay, well, I can do that. Am I not staying self-motivated? Okay, well, I can change that. Or am I not having fun? Like, okay, well, I'm going to crack a joke on this next door yeah. or, or things like that. So over the last, you know, six years, those are two moments and two kind of things that I've been able to hold on to that I think have been able to push me through, you know, the times that, that do happen out there when you're selling so no that that's awesome dude. and i appreciate you you know even letting you know letting me know like those three things because like it is it's life is simple mm-hmm. you know like it really is and just having those three things like mm-hmm. having those for yourself you know probably helps you you know day after day you know um you mentioned obviously now you like you've been leading teams, mm-hmm. you know, for the past year or two. Um, <clears throat> would you say, like, I would love to know more mm-hmm. about your mindset when you're leading a team. Like, yeah. Because it's not just you. Yeah. You know, when you're the manager of the team, like, you mm-hmm. obviously are bringing your friends out, you know, your uh-huh. family, you know, people that you truly care about and you want them to succeed too. Like, you're not bringing mm-hmm. them out just because they'll make you more money. Yeah. You also know that they can make money. Mm-hmm. Um, What's your mindset on like the best days to where it's like everyone's making sales? Mm-hmm. And then how do you, as a leader, mm-hmm. talk to your people about like when they're not making sales? You know, like 
I would love to hear like if you have anything like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, and I have. I brought out cousins. I brought out brothers. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I think one thing that you have to you have to realize, and this is as a leader, is I think the best way to lead in something like door door sales or things similar, because I think everything is just like you said. Life is pretty simple. Yeah, things are pretty the same. I think the word inspire for me is like one of my biggest words when it comes to leadership. I don't want to tell you what to do. I want to inspire you what to do. And so what I would do out there in the summer is I'm not going to tell, like I, I would never ask you to do something, Aaron, that I'm not willing to do. What I will do is I'll go out and do it and hopefully inspire you to want to do that as well. So that was kind of my mindset is my mindset is, well, I need to, you know, I need to sell at my highest capabilities. I need those that I lead to see me, you know, reading the books that I say to read, you know, working out, eating healthy like I say to eat healthy, um, you know, waking up, doing a good morning routine, meditating, things like that. Because if, if they're not doing that, for me, like I, you could say to do something all day long, but until you can inspire somebody to do something, I think that's a really big there's a big difference there. Yeah, I think that's like it's, that's like the bridge of like actually like a true leader and a boss, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and there is great bosses out there as well, but like I think you like you know hit around right the now. It's like mm-hmm. for you to have a successful team and is to inspire. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, man. And um, truly, I, I love that. You know, I think it's also like how. Uh, you said Mike Hammond, that was his name, mm-hmm. how he wasn't just teaching you guys in a class, uh-huh. like, which I think is really, it's hard with a lot of universities and like professors and even mm-hmm. teachers when they're uh, more like business uh, professors and stuff like that. It's like, if they don't have a business themselves, uh-huh. how can you truly believe them mm-hmm. and like, you know, take home like, oh yeah, it worked because he mm-hmm. says it but he doesn't have a business. Uh-huh. This guy was owning a very successful business. You know, I'm not sure if he still owns it. And, uh, you know, he transitioned to the caliber with him, mm-hmm. but like, I think that probably helped you so much in that class mm-hmm. to know like, Oh, actually I worked for this guy mm-hmm. and I could take what he's teaching me and like actually put it into my life. You know, and that's what you're showing your team mm-hmm. and you know, your friends, your family is like, you are living by your example. Mm-hmm. You know, your your teachings and you know whatever you're doing it's like I'm not telling you guys because I know this I'm telling you because I I do it mm-hmm. and it works uh-huh. you know, that, that's awesome yeah no I think <clears throat> that yeah I agree amen <laughs> yeah amen uh, I would love to get a little more uh, into your passion because mm-hmm. um, I don't know what your passion is you know is yeah. it you know just making money is it helping people you know and then i uh, love to go into why you even wrote a book in the first place, yeah. you know? So if you want to hit on your passion a little bit, dude, yeah. that'd be awesome. So I have a mission statement for life and it's really, that's it. That's to awesome. lead, to lead and inspire others to chase their dreams while I live a happy and fulfilled life with my eternal family. And I read a book and it, it's talked about, um, having a mission statement for your life. It's called Killing Sacred Cows. And that was one thing that I feel like for me, 
to lead and inspire others to chase their dreams is just something I get really passionate about. And like we talked about at the beginning, <clears throat> kind of the whole point, one of the main reasons I got into sales was to show myself and others that you could be successful but not have to compromise your integrity or your values or your morals. And I have a lot of people that I know in sales that have been able to do that successfully. <coughs> and so I feel like in life, you know, transitioning that into life is, yeah, I just want to show, I just want to be the best me I can be and hopefully lead and inspire others to be the best them they can be. That's awesome, dude. I, I love that you have like your mission statement for like your life, you know, like, a lot of people, I guess, would put that more as like goals, like their goals and stuff like that. But like mm-hmm. making it like a, a business, you know, like a company, how they all have their own mission statements and mm-hmm. you know who they their who their audience is and who they're trying to serve. You know, and that's like you made yourself a business. You mm-hmm. know, and like that's your mission. Statement. That's awesome. I'm actually gonna do that for myself probably yeah. after this. And um, yeah, that's that's right. I never thought of it that way. Yeah. That's like, Yeah, I do a lot of, like, I'm really big into, like, meditation and that kind of stuff, like, morning routine, and for a while, I was asking myself a question every day. It's a really simple question, but who am I every day, and then you just write out, like, who you want to become, so I am successful, I am happy, I am this, I am that, and that will help you figure out your mission statement. That's sweet. I appreciate that. Thank you. Okay, your book. Um, that when I saw you did that, I was like, <laughs> it threw me off. Like, you know, honestly, the first I didn't know what it was about, uh-huh. and then after reading the title and, and stuff like that, I was like, oh wow, like this is not just like a random book. Mm-hmm. You know, like you put a lot of thought into it. And um, what made you, I guess, write a book? Yeah, thank you. That was it. Was really that was that was really fun. I, I liked doing that. Um, I really like to read and. You know, you got to if your name's Reed. Yeah. You got to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I had no choice. I've never even compared your name with reading yeah. before, but it makes sense now. I know. Um, <laughs> I think until high school, I didn't read simply for the fact that. Yeah, that was your name. <laughs> but when I got home from my mission, that was one of the things that I got into is I started getting into like self-development, self-help books. And so. Yeah, I got and, tons. Yeah, I you have to give me some of your favorites after. Yeah. Um, but so I really like to read. Just naturally, I've always really liked to like write in my journal and write. Like if my family has like an important text, like a text to send to somebody, they'll like run it past me and I'll like right. make sure we word it right. Yeah. <laughs> so I always like to write. Um, uh, real quick, did you did you succeed in English? Like were you like, really good <laughs> yeah. in English in I was good in, in high English. school? Or? It's funny because... I'm pretty like I can articulate my words really well, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I like am super good at like my grammar and punctuation. <laughs> so I failed English you know? <laughs> 102 twice. Oh, did so, you? Uh, did you pass it? No, no. <laughs> yeah, that's, we'll I dropped out of no. yeah, I dropped out of college to go to Dish One. So <laughs> did you? Let's, <laughs> let's see about that. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry. No, but anyway, so I liked reading. My little brother Carson was about to leave on his mission, okay. and he, I told him I was going to find him a book that he could take on his mission. And I'm like looking through all these self-development books that I had read. I'm like, none of them are like really apply to him, like going out on a mission, mm. learning a language and living in Mexico and all those things. And so I thought, you know what? I'm just going to like write my thoughts 
down and then just like send him like a PDF of all of my thoughts. And so I didn't have class when I was in Rexburg. I didn't have class on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So I'd go to this building that was beautiful. It was glass everywhere. And I would just sit there and I would write specifically for Carson, my brother who was, had just left on his mission. Um, anyway, and as I started writing, I'm like, you know what? I should do this for all my cousins that are out on missions. <laughs> and then it kind of transitioned. Well, if I'm going to do it for my cousins, I should do it for like my future kids because, you know, everyone always asks, Hey, what advice do you have for this? What advice do you have? You know, your mission's a big one. What advice yeah. do you have for your mission? I'm like, what if I could just give them my advice instead of like trying to tell them and they have yeah. to remember it. So it kind of actually transitioned into, you know what? I'm just going to write this book for anybody that wants to to do it and it was kind of funny because like you said it caught you off guard I actually didn't tell outside of my family nobody knew really nobody (laughs) knew and the reason I did that and you know a lot of like your podcast I think people talk about doing a podcast for like their whole lives (laughs) and then they never do one or they, they talk about writing a book for like their whole lives but they never do one and so for me I'm like I'm just not even gonna tell anybody that I'm doing it no posting on Instagram, no this, no that. I'm just going to do it. And then, so it was kind of fun. Like, so during my time at BYUI, I would just write on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then when COVID shut everything down, um, I had a lot more time. And so I finished most of it. And then my last semester at BYU-Idaho, I got it published and got paper copies and everything. So that's awesome, dude. Um, are you like selling them still or yeah I have a, so I have a website it's called readswritings.com that's cool and so I'm selling them on there um, I moved I was living in Utah last year and I was selling them there's a store in the mall that was selling them and they yeah, went out of gotta... business they <laughs> 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 weren't selling enough books yeah, yeah. <laughs> no do? I, I should I should probably I don't promote it as much as I could but yeah I mean no, that is something that's like I think could be very beneficial. I mean, you should just look into either selling it to the church or like somehow getting like a collaboration with them where it's like, it could be like part of like MTC type uh-huh. stuff. You know, I don't know how good the book is. I haven't read it myself <laughs> yeah, hey, yet. Maybe you read it before you uh, say something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, and more so like the fun thing about writing is no one can, it's just my thoughts. Yeah. So like, if I feel like that's, you know, if this is my advice and I can write it. And so it's, it's a really fun book just because it's what I learned on my mission, what I learned before my mission and what I've learned after my mission kind of combined into one. So yeah, but yeah, you should, you should read it and tell me what you think. Yeah. I'll have to go to readwriting.com and <laughs> yeah. give me a book. Um, truly, man, uh, this has been just like awesome. Just talking with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, just learning a little more about you. Uh, I truly believe like you are going to be very impactful uh, in this life and you already have been so far. Uh, I appreciate, I appreciate, appreciate our friendship Mm -hmm. uh, and even have an opportunity to like have your phone number type stuff. (laughs) Like you are very inspiring and I, I appreciate you even taking the time to do this. Um, If you have any last words type stuff uh, of like, motivation or anything that just that has helped you either find who you are what you want to do in life uh, I would love to hear truly I think that well thank you for that that's really nice yeah. of you to say I, feel, I equally feel the same Aaron I 
I hope this podcast continues to take off and you can reach a huge audience and keep helping people. Appreciate that. If there's one guy that I know that just genuinely loves to just help others, it's Aaron Medina. <laughs> so seriously, thank man. you. I appreciate that. Um, I would say, the yeah, I, there wouldn't be one specific thing. One thing I would contribute, you know, if I could contribute one thing to my success, it's I think it's two things. First, it's my dedication to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Like, I, I think that that's really helped me stay rooted on what's important and what's not important. Because if things aren't important to me, I don't spend much time or thought yeah. or energy into thinking it. But if it's important, then I, I do take it really seriously. And so my second thing would be to continue to learn. So, like, books. Oh, man, I I love reading self-development books and taking, like, going to, like, events or courses and trying to implement as many things as I can. Um, I really like the idea of, I'm sure you've heard the story of those, the bicycle crew that got better by yeah. 1%. If that could be my life, I would be a happy man. So just continually just trying to get a little bit better every single day and never kind of feeling like I've arrived or I've made it, but just enjoying the journey along the way. So as I'm trying to get better by 1%, like, don't be too hard on myself, you know, work as hard as I can, stay self-motivated, have fun, enjoy the journey, and I'm just really excited to see, you know, what things I'll be able to do and people I'll be able to help and influence along the way. Well, that's awesome, dude. Uh, again, yeah, thank you for coming on and, you know, talking with me for, you know, almost 40 minutes, like, uh, truly, this was an awesome conversation, and I'm, I'm glad I'm able to even record it and be able to like go back and listen to it myself, just so I can continue to you know make myself one percent better every day and stuff like that. Uh, so again, man, yeah, thank you. Uh, all right, guys, this is it uh, for this episode. Uh, that was Reed Goodman. Uh, truly, take what he has said and you know implement it into your life. It is uh, what he is doing and stuff like that, and the words that he said today are very valuable. Um, but again, I uh, appreciate everyone that's listening to this. Uh, you can find us at uh, Drift Reverse Driven Pod on Instagram. Uh, we are available on Spotify and Apple, so I appreciate wherever you guys listen to. And uh, see you guys on the next one.